All right, y'all. Welcome back to Dead Spot Podcast. Got a special guest with me, my boy Khalil. We're going to get into the conference finals. We're going to get into a, f- a few other teams that kind of, you know, eliminated and fell off a little bit. But before I get started, I want everybody to like, subscribe on YouTube, like, subscribe on Spotify, and let's get into it, man. So, as one of my only fellow Luca fans, man, how we feeling right now down fucking 03? Man, honestly, bro, it's crazy. I didn't expect us to be down 03, not going to lie to you. But, I mean, hey, we're in this situation. Sometimes the shots just don't fall, bro, and yeah. I feel like that's that's been the case. I feel like it hasn't been more of what the Warriors have done. It's more so what the Mavs haven't done. Right. And I know we came in a little not expected to be here, that's for sure. Overachieving, some people use. I don't use that word. I feel like you're you're in the title run the moment you start 0-0, right? And but you picked him to beat the Suns. Facts. So you, facts. So you was expecting this? Yes. I, I expected us to beat the Suns. Man, going to Game Seven, it, it was it was crazy. I just felt like even when we were down two zero in the beginning, right. it just didn't feel like they dominated us. I felt like we could still win. We were close. And the famous line from Giannis himself: "A series don't start till you win one on the road." Right. So they took care of home court. We took care of home court. You know, we evened it out. And from there, I felt like even the ones we won, they were blowouts, and they blew us out too. You know, so. I felt like it was anyone's game. It just was a matter of who was going to take one on the road or was the Suns going to, you know, take care of business at home. And we got out of there, man. So, but obviously the Suns is not the, it's not the Warriors, you know, Mm -hmm. it's a different animal, different beast. I just feel like you can't get yourself in that hole quick when you're playing against the Warriors. You Mm got to capitalize. You got to play close to flawless basketball. And Mavs just, man, 0-3. The thing that really just suck is, bro, like, they only have three players that can dribble. Mm-hmm. So you only got Brunson, Luka, and then Dimwitty. Everybody right. else up there is just catch and shoot, playing some defense. So it's like in the third quarter when the Warriors start coming back mm-hmm. and Luka couldn't get it going and Brunson was struggling, like, they didn't have nowhere to turn to to, like, just get a bucket. Like, and they didn't even have, they played so well in the first half of game two. Like, they didn't even need to play that well. In the second half, they just needed to kind of, like, stop the momentum. Like, kind of hit a shot here or there. Kind of like how the Heat did in game three against Boston. Like, you know, Jimmy, they was making runs. 9-0 run. Okay, we coming out and hit a three. Oh, damn. It's, it's slowing them down. Or kind of like how they did to us in uh in game two when we was making that run in the third quarter and then Marcus Smart hit the jumper or whatever. Like, they couldn't get nothing like that going. And it's just tough, bro. Like, it's hard watching Luka go out here and, and I know everybody's so quick to want to jump on Luca, but it's like obviously he's not the most in shape. Like he's kind of chubby, so it's like he get a little tired when he got to play the whole game and be the whole offense. And it's like I feel like he get a lot of slack because oh well they won two games when he was hurt. It's like bro they was playing the Utah Jazz who was already like falling apart. Like it was clear Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell wasn't on the same page. Like not saying that wasn't impressive that they got them wins, but I don't think that that's enough to be like. Oh, when it's Luca fault, they losing. Or it's like Luca, um, he too ball dominant. Well, what is he supposed to do? Like his second best player is five ten. You know what I'm saying? And the rest of them just shoot the ball. So it's like if they not hitting, like bro, for Reggie Bullock, and he went to North Carolina. I hate this for him, but you got to fucking go. And you you just went, you played forty minutes, and went zero for ten. 
over ten, bro. O for seven from the three. Man, come on now. They they gotta they gotta step up, and 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 I get it. Luca's gonna be tired, man. He can't sit out there and just dominate. He dominates the ball, and mm. I, and that's cool because it's effective. Like the way the roster's set up is to complement him. Right. But when he's not there, when he's not involved, when he's not hot. What's the alternative plan? There's yeah. no alternative plan. No. And I feel like Dinwiddie has proven that he can score. Now, okay, I get it. He's coming off an ACL injury. Right. It's been probably about a little bit over a year now. Right. I, and he hasn't had a full season under his belt with his Mavs team, mm-hmm. right? He's trying to, you know, let me be aggressive, but let me fall back so Brunson can do his thing. Let me let Luka do his thing. But he needs to step up and be like, hey, look, I've, I've hooped. You know what I'm saying? Like, they that Nets team was raw with him and D'Lo. Mm-hmm. They proved a lot of people wrong. And I feel like this guy has a similar identity with a higher star in Luka than what D'Lo and them were. Then we got to just be like, hey, look, okay, Luca, I get it. You're the man, but let me get in my rhythm. Because yeah. Luca's going to get his regardless, right. you know. And if he's aggressive and assertive, if you if you noticed in the last game, um, game three, he attacked every matchup. As soon as the ball went in, if they scored, if the Warriors scored right. or missed, he ran. Yeah. Ran the court and attacked. And that's what we have to do. We have to push them in transition. And he's the only person that can score and transition at that Thanks. speed. You know, Brunson likes to set up half court, get a mismatch, then go to the mid range and then do his little post moves. Right, right, But right. that's not going to work all the time. You're 5'10". So, Fuck. He, yeah, bro. And that's the thing. He can muscle small guards. Right. You know, but you can't. You got Draymond. They put Draymond on him. Yeah, that makes that's it tough. That's tough. And would also make Brunson being on the team tougher because, really, we was both looking at it like you could kind of hide Luca on Draymond. Yeah. But now you can't do like he can't guard Draymond because we, you don't want Brunson on Wiggins, which would be even a bigger matchup. I mean, mismatch than Luca because he's so little. So it's right. like now Luca is actually having to guard an uh, offensive threat, and Wiggins before the series had already been kind of starting to get in his rhythm and kind of been doing his thing. Some Warrior fans say he was their best player in the last series. So he yeah. coming in, riding a little bit of a high. Now Luka having to guard him, and they giving him the ball. If they not, the pick and roll is with Wiggins and Curry. So it's like either you playing fucking Wiggins, and he right. getting buckets, or now you fucking guard Steph Curry on a switch. So yeah. this is a, they work, they making him work hard, and it's not too much Jake Kidd can do. Because he been hiding him in different s- series, but you can't hide him in this series because you got Brunson out there, and they got three guards that can score. Yeah, 100%. So it's like, this is where it's like it's clear that, okay, if they're going to take the next step, either Brunson needs to come back to the bench role. He, I know we know he's going to get paid this summer. Mm-hmm. But at at his height, can he be your second guard? You know what I'm saying? Like, can he really, especially when Luka can't play defense. Facts. So like, Facts. If, Luka, if Luka was a defensive-minded guard, then it wouldn't mind him. But you can't have two. Yeah, like, 100%. That's it, not... It's a liability. Yeah, so it's like... And obviously, you can't get rid of Luke. We're not doing nothing with Luca minutes. <laughs> yeah. So fuck that. So everybody else can go. You know what I mean? So Brunson, bro, going down there with uh, baby Luca in Detroit, K and them, y'all go have fun. But because it's just it's frustrating to watch, bro. No, I hear you. And, and it makes it worse when you go down to the... Like, if you want to do, like, a death lineup situation, yeah. that would include Dinwiddie out there, another right. person who's not a, a defender, yeah. you know? So, and you can't play at this... In the Western Conference Finals, this ain't going to work out that whole trying to outscore the next team. Like, right. obviously, whoever has the highest score at the end of the game wins. But you can't do that. Defense is what wins championships. And if you got three guys that don't play de- defense... 
and only can score. Eventually, you don't score. That's what happened. I don't feel like the Warriors have done anything besides game one. I'll give them game one where it was a complete dominance. I felt like we felt the pressure. They just straight beat us, no matter what the score was, whether they beat us by one or they beat us by 20 or 30, whatever. They dominate that game from start to end. Mm-hmm. Game two, we came out strong and we was up 19 points going into the halftime. And I felt like we let off. And as well as us letting off, they put that pressure on us. They really pressed the Mavs. And the Mavs, you know, you got, you're in a away arena. You know, it's a chase center, loyal fans. You know, they know their team's on the run for a championship. They're not going to let up. Right. And as soon as Curry hits a three, you know, two threes is game changing right yeah, there with yeah. him. Someone that can do it at like that. And then you got Poole, who's proven this year he's a bucket. Right. Clay, a proven scorer. Wiggins, confidence is out of this world right now. Yeah. And they're playing a, a great defense, which by ironically, they're running a zone, a box one. And we know where they got that idea from, bro. <laughs> Kawhi Leonard. Raptors yeah. when they did it to Stephen Curry right, right, right. and ultimately won a championship right, right, and right. obviously there's other factors in that right yeah but that box one is crucial yeah teams don't run zones in the, in in the NBA that often you know but that shows how dedicated they are to wanting to win a championship they're not trying to sit here and, and watch Luca go one on one with with Curry or Poole because that's what I thought I thought the Mavs were gonna say I was like, look let them put Poole out here. Let's make him unplayable by yeah. attacking him. Yeah. Because he can't play defense. Right. Curry obviously has stepped up his defense, but sure. when you got Luka out there, who really is going to be able to lock that up? Nobody. Exactly. So, hey, shout out to them, though. That And that's, that's big on Kerr, I feel like, too. Like, obviously, we're going to give our credit to, you know, the Warriors and their experience, but shout out to Kerr because they, they boxed one to us like three minutes into game one. And I just feel like, that was a momentum changer, and mm-hmm. I feel like the Mavs haven't found the adjustment for that. And the thing about a boxing one is, like, that shit make you work. Like, if you, so if you, if they, so if you a player like Luca who used to just getting the ball, coming up top, and just getting into your moves and going to the hole or step back or creating, now you in a boxing one, so it's like every time you pass the ball, it's hell trying to get the ball back and you working. Like, it's a it's super smart strategy, especially when you got somebody as athletic as Wiggins is. I think I feel like because Wiggins that kind of had a few rough years, people forget that he's a super freak athlete. Like he, so him being in that position to guard him is like that's perfect for him. Right. So it's like for them to tap into that, I feel like that was big. Um, I will give them credit though; they have like they got championship DNA. Like you know what I'm saying? Like they know what they need to do to stay in the game long enough for them to to get rolling. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, and you have players that step up. Like game one. Was that game? Oh, game no, game two. Curry and Clay. No, no, no. That was game one. Curry and Clay was both struggling, mm-hmm. but Looney was hooping. Uh, Wiggins was hooping, and they mm-hmm. was able to keep. Draymond had a couple of buckets. Like where the fuck? Draymond hadn't scored ten points in hell alone. Probably, you know what I'm saying? He come out and gave it just enough for us. Like okay, now Curry hit a couple threes coming out of half. Okay, now Clay getting a few lay- like as he started getting some layups and start getting going. So it's like they know how to like just keep chucking away, keep. Till it, till it happened when you got a team like the Mavs and it's like and Jake Kidd have been doing a great job like he didn't get enough credit but he still is a young coach like you know what I'm saying so it's like it's certain things that he's still learning about like how to you feel me calm yeah. everything down and kind of stay on track so it's like I feel like when you look at it man like obviously they're a little bit more talented and they just 
they just understand the moment a lot better. You know what I'm saying? Like, 19 points for the Mavs was like, we won the game. Yeah. And the Warriors was like, okay, the game just getting started. Like, so it's two totally different mindsets. And that's what I think was the key for them, too, against Memphis. Was mm-hmm. like, they know. You got Curry. Even though Clay, I've been on Clay ass. I still think he should be coming off the bench for Jordan Poole. I'm standing on that. But you got Clay, Draymond. Even though Iggy ain't playing him as like a kind of player coach right now, they've all been there. They have the experience. They know how to keep their young guy. Luke yeah. and them don't this is his first maybe even winning the playoff series this year. So like yeah. he can't really give his young guys like, come on, bro, we go like this is his first time like because he said to the game, I'm only twenty three, I'm still learning. A lot of people yeah. tried to use that against him, but to me, mm-hmm. it's true. He is twenty three. It is his first time. Like that's no excuse because we both picked him to win this series. So I'm not making it. But imagine him at twenty seven going through the same experience. It'd be a lot different because he'd have hopefully a lot of years of experience doing it. Yeah. But the Warriors yeah. like it's, it's scary. Like you said, you can't make too many mistakes. You start mm-hmm. turning the ball over. They're going to start hitting threes. Like that's just what they do. Draymond setting up the offense, and I told my friends that I felt like Draymond wouldn't be as big of a player on other teams mm-hmm. because this offense just fits what he do so well. Like, mm-hmm. and he took it kind of like an insult. I wasn't really saying like in a bad way. It was just like that this like they didn't figured out the perfect way to maximize Clay Curry and Draymond Green's potential. Like, I don't even know if Clay would be this good for another team where Draymond and them is not there. Like, it's all obviously Curry would. Yeah, but it's but it's like just it's just kudos to like the whole system they run. It's kudos mm-hmm. to the players like Looney, like he been fucking hooping, man. Man, he he's definitely been a key factor. Him and Wiggins, I think honestly feel in this series they're the biggest key to them put the, having this three zero lead on us. Mm-hmm. It's because of Looney and Wiggins, and that, that's not a knock against Curry. You know, Curry getting hers, he, he got 30 and all that. You know, Clay hit timely buckets, especially last night. Uh, he started off real bad in the first half. Second half, he started knocking down threes. We knew it was a matter of time. He was chucking them. He went one for eight, but his confidence never changed. And I was, right. that's why I was like, I was watching it with my mom, and I told her, I was like, she's like, why do you keep shooting? I was like, no, he's shooting because he's confident. That's the problem. Yeah. For, for me, as a Mavs fan, it's the problem yeah. because he's shooting – and eventually it's going to go in and their open looks or their looks he normally makes at least, you Mm -hmm. know? And, but I feel like Wiggins, it like, man, his defense has been spectacular. Um, Obviously it doesn't show sometimes when you look at Luca having 40 and all that and shooting 50%, 45%. But if you watch the game, the length of it, you'll see he's disrupting passes. He's making Luca not tack the rim. Maybe bad turnovers. Exactly. A lot of turnovers, force passes, uh, longer shot clocks mm-hmm. before he has to get a shot off or a pass. And that that pays off, you know. And then you got Looney. He's killing the boards. Game, what was it, game two? He had 21 points. That was his first time scoring that high. That was a career high for him. Yeah. There's no way he scores that much points. Yeah. Now, obviously, there I give them their credit as an individual, but I also give them credit – as the system they're playing in, because if you don't have a Curry, a Clay, a Draymond, a Pool, you don't know if Looney gets twenty-one. He probably doesn't. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or maybe it looks different than how it was in this time. Right, you know? right, right. And with Wiggins, he scored. He had twenty-seven last night. Mm-hmm. I think it was. And 
everyone was writing off Wiggins when he was on Minnesota. They all was talking bad about him. But the right. thing is, but, it's because he was a number one pick. Mm-hmm. He had all this expectations. But sometimes you're not meant to be the star, the superstar, the number one guy. And that's what it was in Minnesota. It was him, Cat. At one point, um, there was someone else there, too, with them. Not D'Lo. D'Lo didn't play with him, did he? Nah. He didn't play with them. But over there, they had young dudes that it just didn't fit. You know what I'm saying? And they didn't – they had, they struggled with who was number one. Yeah. And like you said with Luka, like they didn't – they don't have – they didn't have leadership on that team over there. They didn't have experience. They didn't have right. older guys that are vets that can say, hey, let me show you how to win, show you how to do this and that, right? And Wiggins gets brought over here, basically thrown away in a sense. Yeah. Like Minnesota really didn't want him. He comes here and he learns a system that – is letting him excel in it. You know what I'm saying? He's thriving in this role because he has Curry to learn from. He has Clay. He has Kerr. He has Iggy. He has uh, Draymond. And now he's not the person that everyone's watching. You know, scouting report says, stop Curry from shooting threes. Stop Clay from catching uh, pull-ups. Don't let Draymond get disruptive on the defensive end. And definitely don't let him go over there and run the offense because he can get all the shooters open. Pool, this year he started coming up. So obviously we're watching him now more than ever. But he, baby Curry, they're saying, you know, he got the the slashing, the shooting. Maybe a shot selection is sometimes off, but he's confident enough to take those shots. And then then you go to Wiggins, you know, and it's like, if you have your two best defenders guarding one and two, who's guarding Wiggins? You mm-hmm. know, you you kind of want Wiggins to be the guy that's going to beat you if he can beat you. Mm-hmm. And now his confidence is showing, and he's proving he can he can beat you. You know, so I think this is a great fit for him. And then also too, it's just like like with Minnesota, like there's no culture there. Like you know what I'm saying. So there's no there's no sense of belonging. Like even when Jimmy came in and was trying to like, hey man, this is how we need to play. This is what we need to do. Like, that mm-hmm. shit didn't really hit because it's like, well, Jimmy, you ain't won nothing. It's like, mm-hmm. we ain't won nothing as a franchise. So it's like, what type of culture are we really playing for? Or what is this really all of? You go to the Warriors, it's like, man, we got five NBA Finals appearances. Man, we got three rings. We got two-time MVP. He a defensive player of the year. He one of the three best shooters of all time. They just named Kerr a top 15 coach all time. Like, we one of the highest... Uh, grossing organizations in the whole league it's just a different level like yeah it's like when you come here it's like okay they're about winning this is about championship this is about a whole different so it's like you're willing to buy in because there's more to it minnesota you buying into knowing you finna win 32 games at the most 25 Mm -hmm. games so it's like credit to him for wanting to buy in but it's like like i said i just keep saying credit to their organization for the culture they've built because everybody Mm -hmm. that go there thrives everybody that go there either like you don't hear people leave the warriors and be like oh i hate the warriors or this and that the organization was fake or you know what i'm saying even like kd like even though that didn't end the best way like he yeah. didn't really had too much negative to say about their organization as a whole like you know what i'm saying yeah. so like that's you know damn the warriors man they finna really go to the finals and <laughs> is they gonna sweep my boy bro like that's all i want to know uh look as a Mavs fan, I'm gonna sit here and tell you. I'm gonna tell you the Mavs fan, a basketball fan. Mavs fan to me, it's not over till it's over. You know, that's the Mavs side of me, right? That's the Mavs side of me, the bias side, right? It's not over till it's over. Mavs in seven, whatever. <laughs> NBA side of me, I don't think we're. I still don't think the Mavs are gonna get swept. Now, the only reason I 
think they're not. Now, it's 50-50, obviously, right? Because it starts off 0-0, all that. But, no, it's really 50-50 because last night the Mavs got beat at home. We all saw the Wiggins poster on Luka. I'm so sick of seeing it. But we all saw that. We all saw the trash talking. You know, we seen the, the you know, the gloating between the Warriors, you know, when they were in our home. Mm-hmm. That's disrespectful, right? Yeah. Now, to them, it's not. But it's disrespectful as the Mavs on the receiving end of that. Mm-hmm. You let them come into our home. No matter how, I don't care how good they are. They came in there, and it felt like it was easy for them. Right. You know? So, no matter if Luka dropped 40, or Brunson did good, Dinwiddie did good, I know Reggie Bullock's not going to sleep good knowing he just went 0 for 10. Oh, my God. The game before that, he had 21, though. And I, I'll get it. I'm not I'm not giving him no excuses. You got to you gotta show up. Yeah. You're a professional. You, you've played in playoff games before. Maybe not this high, not this important, but you, you're a professional. You've hit timely shots. You know it's at stake, right? Now, obviously, he got his Social Justice Award. We shout out to him for that because that's right. amazing. Dope. Everything that he's been through in his life. For sure. And I, I, they talked about it before the game. I know the emotions are probably there. And as a human, you know, you can't help but feel certain things. Like I said, it's not an excuse. I'm just saying he missed. He's going to hold that to himself. I'm, I promise you he comes out next game. He does good. And at the same time, the Mavs have to want it for pride. Luka, elimination games, hey, he's he lost to... He won one, but he's averaging like 40 yeah. in elimination games. Mm-hmm. He's going to do his thing. Now, I think the Mavs as a whole are going to band together. We saw what they did against the Suns. So like we said, it's not the Suns. This is the Golden State Warriors, but it's the same severity. The war- the the Mavs always preach to themselves that the accountability, staying together, sticking together. Now it's time to put that all together and get one. That's all you got to do is worry about one. Yep. Whatever. I think they don't get swept. I think they lose in five, though. I could deal with that a little bit more, man, because now I'm, see- I'm already seeing nasty shit on there. Like, oh, uh, Trey Young didn't get swept when he got to the conference finals. And, like, bro, I just want to say on here, we got to stop the Trey Young Luka shit. That yeah. is not real, bro. That is a fake narrative, bro. Luka is way better than Trey. I don't mm-hmm. care how this series ends. We not finna. Oh, well, because you got swept and, oh, you lost in five. Oh, like, we're not going to do it, bro. We're not going to do it. This team, Luka got, obviously, they got a lot of work to do in the summer. I mean, Mm -hmm. they got here. This is the first step. Hopefully, he get a taste of it and he hungry for more. Mm -hmm. But we're not, I just want to put that to bed. We're not doing the trade Luka shit no more. 100%. And also, Warrior fans, yo, you're talking all that shit. Yo, it's all in my messages and my DMs on FaceTime. But can I get my credit, though? I'm the one told y'all, don't trade for Rudy Gobert. Let Looney do his shit. I'm the one said, don't bench Wiggins. Y'all was all saying bench Wiggins. I got receipts of everybody on Twitter saying, oh, Wiggins ain't doing it. That all-star shit was fake. Now y'all all loving him now that he dunking on Luka and doing. But, you know, I just want to know, can I get my credit? But we can move on. We can move on. Mavs at five, you said, right? Yeah. All right, just as long as they don't get swept. But that's a, that's a nasty narrative, man. That's that. Man, I hear you. What you think about the Heat and the Celtics? Man, I when I first seen it before the games even started, I was kind of like, uh, I, I personally, I'll be honest, I wanted the Bucks to win. Mm-hmm. I wanted the Bucks to to make it out. I felt like it was unfortunate that Middleton got injured, right. and I mean, I mean, that's the game. We know how it goes. You know, people get injured, but I just felt like. 
Tatum earned his way. They swept the Nets. They made it this far out. I think if Middleton was there, they don't go to seven, and I don't think that we'd be having this situation right now. But since they are here, yeah, shout out to them and going against the Miami Heat, which I feel like Miami Heat, they earned it by going to, first off, number one in the East. So they got the home court. And I feel like the matchup is real even. Like, I didn't see it that even before. I thought, personally, I don't watch the Heat too much, but I know Jimmy Butler, his resume speaks for itself, man. He shows up in playoffs. I don't care about the regular season. He shows up in playoffs. He's a leader. They got Kyle Lowry. You know, they got Bam. I feel like Bam has yet to come out in this series and really leave his mark. Last game, he left his mark. Actually, he showed up last game with no Jimmy. I want to see him continue to do that. I get Al Horford's a great defender, you know, and I, I he's a little older. I want to see Bam really put him to work, though. Like, I, I don't care. I think Bam has potential to be one of the best centers in this league. If he's not already a top five center in this league right. off the top without thinking about it fully, I think this series is going to seven. Okay. I think it's going to seven. Every game, you can't sit there. And, home court don't matter. Home court don't matter in this series. They can win on either side. If Tatum and Brown get hot, you know what I'm saying? That's there. You got Jimmy. For me, with Jimmy and them, it's more so their defense is keeping them in it. Yeah. But I need more on the offensive end. It can't be Jimmy dropping 45. Right, right. Not every game. Like, he can probably do it because I feel like, like I said, playoffs is different for him. But I need to figure out who's that number two on a night-in, night-out basis, you know? But I think it's going to seven. Who you got, though? I'm going to go, if it goes to seven, if it goes to seven, I got the heat. There we go. If it goes to six, I'd go Celtics, personally. But I think seven is heat. And my only reason for that is I think the heat are way more experienced. I think even though it doesn't look like it when you go down the roster, with Jimmy and Lowry, that's more than enough. If I go to the Celtics, you got Al Horford as the guy. I like their coach, too. You know, he's a new first-time coach. Shout-out to him. I don't think the Celtics have enough experience to pull through this one. That's how I see it. And see, I mean, the thing is, they some of they play, like Tatum and them have been, uh, what, this is his, I think, third what, Easter Conference Finals and then Jalen Brown's fourth or whatever. But, I yeah. mean, for me, though, like, because, you know, the Heat is, so that's my team. Like, I, on my sports wall right here, I got two D-Wade frame jerseys. In my okay. so it's like I love the Heat ever since uh, D Wade was in the league. Like mm-hmm. Luca is just my guy. Though. I just really love the way he played basketball. But the Heat, I just feel like we've been getting disrespected all year based mm-hmm. off the simple fact. Like you said, I'm glad you said that. You don't really watch a lot of Heat games. We don't get a lot of national TV games. Like mm-hmm. we don't have a lot of ex- like Jimmy Butler is our best player, and he's probably one of the least exciting number one options out there. Like as far as just. Watching the game, like I love the way he played, but I mean I'm a Heat fan, so it's like the grittiness of it, like that's kind of our style. It's like gritty, um, getting to the free throw line, getting on the floor, getting offense rebounds for putbacks. But that's not fun for a fan. That's not a like that's yeah. not that that's not their team. I get it though. So it's like they don't put us on TV. So I think people, and then it's like you look at our scouting report. It's like oh he was undrafted, he was undrafted. This guy went second round. This guy like so it's like it don't look like as much. Yeah, but when you look at Lowry, what he brings as far as leadership, as far as defense, as far as uh, shot making, shot creation, like Lowry was the key reason why Bam got going last game yeah. due to the simple fact 
as a true point guard, he heard all the noise. He heard all of the negativity and said, okay, I'm coming out and getting my, my big man the ball early. He yeah. forced him the ball. Like the first four out of the, fir- out of the first six possessions, he made sure. And one of the throws, it got stolen, but he was just letting him know, like, I'm coming to you early. We sticking with you. Like, we believe in you. And he turned around and gave us 31 points in response to that. That's a yeah. true PG. You know what I'm saying? Jimmy Butler is, like, I don't think he's a better, like, and we was having this discussion. Like, I, if Tatum probably is a little bit just more, a little bit better. But, like, I was telling uh, my boy Reese, who's a Celtics fan, it's still so close where Jimmy can outplay him in a series. Yeah. That's I why know. I wanted them more than I wanted Giannis in them because there's literally nothing too much Jimmy can do to have a better series than Giannis. Like, not yeah. saying we couldn't have beat them, but yeah. at, on a one-on-one matchup, Giannis is yeah. going to be the best player in any series he's in right now. Facts. But with Jimmy and Tatum, oh, yeah. We could look him in the eye and say, I'm better than you tonight and go get his ass. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So 100%. that part of it, like the whole Jalen Brown, I just I feel like it's still tough for Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum to go off consistently together. Like, yeah. it's like Tatum have a big game. All right, Jalen Brown taking the back seat. Um, and then vice versa. Like, Jalen Brown had 40 last game. Tatum had 10. Yeah. So Tatum, yeah. him being the number one option, and he is the number one option, but some yeah. nights Jalen Brown is so talented he's going to get the buckets. Tatum mm-hmm. still ain't found out, like, how to still fit into the offense when it's Jalen Brown night fully. So, yeah. like, I think that's something, like, with experience of Spo and all mm-hmm. that. It's like, let JB get going early. If that's mm-hmm. going to mess up what Tatum got going, ain't going to yeah. get him out. Because Tatum, the thing about him, he's super good. But yeah. he's one of them players that when he looks bad, mm-hmm. oh, my yeah. God. It goes bad, man. Like, some Chris Paul type shit. Like, how he, like, certain players just look like they shouldn't even be considered a star when they're doing bad. So, bad facts. So, like, that's something that we need to work on. Obviously, Marcus Smart. Like you said, Al Horford, he did a great job defending. But Bam can expose him, man. Like, Bam could get buckets yeah. on him. As long as he take his time and get to his spots. He too strong for Al Horford to just be pushing around. He could get to where it's just if you're going to make him or not. Yeah, 100%. And then we got our, and our shooters, like Struz. Um, bro, Struz. He's a bucket, and he's an underrated defender. Like, yeah. that's why people are like, why Duncan Robinson not playing? Because Duncan Robinson is a cone on defense, and this dude can actually slide his feet, and he's a good rebounder. Facts. So it's like, and you look at Vic. Oh, my God. Jalen Brown, bro, I know you had 40, but you was getting your ass clamped up. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. I watched the game with my own two eyes. Vic yeah. was in your ass. That boy was turning. He stripped him four times in, like, five, six possessions. He was, it, was, it was getting ugly for him, man. Man, I feel like Jalen Brown, he, he tries to do too much with his handles. Yeah. Like, and I don't feel like his handle meets what he's trying to do. Right. Like, that, that's the biggest thing with him. Like, Jalen Brown is, is a bucket. I feel like if they really, if you want to get the most, like to maximize their um, their efforts, I think it would be getting Tatum going first and letting Brown do more. He does more like slashing and dirty work and defense, you know. Now, obviously, Tatum is a, gr- a good defender. I, I actually watched him this season a few few games or so, especially more so in the playoffs, and I was like, okay, he actually could play defense. Like I had him second team all defense. I thought he should have yeah. been. You all for real? See, I didn't know that though. See, I I always had the narrative in my head that he's a great offensive player because that's mm-hmm. all anyone talks about. Yeah. Same thing like you said about the media. Yeah, they don't they don't show enough games of the Heat because of all the grit and grind. But see, that's the shit that wins you games when you come to playoffs. That's the stuff that that matters. You know right. what I'm saying? And I that you answered my question too because I was gonna ask you 
why was Duncan Robinson not getting any minutes? Yeah. That that's strange because one game he had twenty seven, the next minute he not playing. Right. The DMP, the next minute five minutes, next minute twenty eight minutes. I'm like, it's all over the place. Also, feel like for the Heat, Tyler Hero needs to get going. He has to get going, man. Yeah. You won six man of the year, but that sh- that can't be your limit. That, right, that right. can't be it, you know. And I feel like the Heat rely on him to come off the bench and provide that spark. Every time I look at the box uh, score in, the, in regular season, at least when I was watching, Tyler Hero, 30, 20, 25, 22, 20, 21. Yeah, yeah. I need that Tyler Hero here. Bro, fuck, yeah. No, because that's going to be the X factor to put the Celtics away. Yeah. And, and forget the Celtics, to put the Warriors away. Mm-hmm. You're going to need all hands on deck. Right. Defense is going to definitely put you and keep you in the game. But we got to get the some Offense buckets. is going to win you the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hero needs to show up and do that. Now, I never knew about the, uh, what's his name again? So you said the guy that took Duncan Robinson's spots. Max Schultz. Was it? Oh, Max. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So he, I saw him hitting threes. I, I watched the last game. He has a nice range. He definitely was picking up on defense. So I, I can understand why Duncan Robinson is not out there. We know he's not a defender. That's just yeah. the honesty of it. Yeah. But the good thing is you have him as an option. That's how deep the Miami he are, though. You right. can use them. If, if, if offense is what you're struggling with, you could put him in, and you still got defenders in Bam, P.J. Tucker, Jimmy Butler, uh, Kyle Lowry. And, it, and you can compliment him by putting Duncan Robinson in there, and then, you know, it, it can work out. Right. So I feel like that's the biggest thing for, for the Miami Heat. I definitely could see them winning it, the uh, series, though, for sure. Like, if I had to pick and put my money on the line, I'd go with the Miami Heat. I think Celtics just look better as far as, like, the flashiness and the right. exposure, the hype, you know, the, the big name. Like you said, Jimmy Butler is probably the most underrated number one option yeah. that's out there. Yeah. And that's – and he's he's proven he's hit game winners he's played the defense he's had the stops he's gone against lebron yeah. all these different things i just feel like his name is like i'm not gonna say slandered i just feel like it's, it's slept on in a sense in the league because like you said the flashiness isn't there or whatever but that's who you he's the ultimate winner in a sense as a guy that you need on the court if you want to win and so i was talking to a guy on twitter that i'd be talking to all the time about sports and stuff and he literally outright told me, he was like, man, I'm literally rooting against y'all because I think it would be boring as hell to watch y'all in the finals. And mm-hmm. I think it would be better to watch Tatum and Brown because of their one-on-one ability. Like, it would just be, like, like he a yeah. Warrior fan, so he feel like the Warriors is beating Heat or the Celtics. But he just yeah. feel like it would be funner to watch them beat the Celtics, didn't it? And I'm like, I can't hate. It's kind of like how the Spurs was. Not saying we the Spurs yeah. or not saying Jimmy is Tim Duncan, nowhere close, but... Yeah, they were good for twenty years almost, but yeah. what, did you really want to watch them play? Like I didn't really start respecting Tim Duncan's game until I got older and started really understanding hoop on a deep, uh, deeper level. Because when I was younger, it's like I'm not watching no Spurs game. Like what the fuck? Like Tim, yeah. Tony Parker ain't doing no crossovers. He just getting to his spots. Tim Bye. Duncan baking shots and spinning on people like that shit was weak. Like only yeah. fun they had was Ginobili coming in doing quirky shit like. Yep. But as you get older, you really understand, like, what it takes to actually really win and what's sustainable. Like, that's sustainable. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's why I feel like Jimmy is one of the better players in the league. I hope we get this series, man. Like, to Tyler Hero not playing today. Yeah. Wait, I they, saw that. they just came with our starting lineup. Okay, Lowry. All right. Jimmy Butler will be playing today. 
Okay. Struz playing Tuck. Oh, Tucker out there too. I thought I, I just I knew for a show Tucker wasn't playing, but he playing. Okay. And we got banned, but no hero. Okay. So this is not as big of a deal because me personally on my last pot I predicted we would lose game four, mm-hmm. and then win game five and six. Okay. So I'm not really worried. If we could still game, I would love for them to win. And after Luca got dunked on last night, bro, it would really do something good for my spirit. Yeah, I, I hear you on that. <laughs> I just need a little bit of positivity because that oh. shit. Because bro, I was at David Buster's last night with a thousand. Oh uh, my god! Filipino and Asian warrior fan. Everybody yeah. had their curries on. Everybody and my fiance is a huge warrior fan. Okay. So everybody else walking by. Oh, he going for Luca. He going for Luca. So they was. Talking oh. shit, it was just it wasn't fun. Like it wasn't fun at all. Like I was just trying to enjoy my little drink. I had my margaritas going. She wasn't. It was. It wasn't what was supposed to be going on at all. Like yeah. I don't Man, know. The hardest thing about going like living in the city and you don't go for the team. But in the, like I got love for the city. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> right. I, I got love for my city. You know, shout out to the success and everything they built. To it, it, to be completely honest. I used to be a Warriors fan back when it was Monte, but when I was younger, I didn't understand basketball to the level where I understand it now. Mm-hmm. And I felt back then when they traded Monte to the Bucks, yeah. I was broken. <laughs> <laughs> they right. chose Curry, and I was like, "Fuck Curry! Who is this dude? Like, what the fuck?" Yeah. I was pissed, and so I didn't understand the business of basketball. You know, I just right. understood that. He already got snubbed by not being an all-star when he had games where he was dropping 40s. And I felt like he was an all-star level player and they got rid of him. And I didn't understand, like the, like I said, the business side of it, the yeah. trading, all that stuff. But for me, I've always been a diehard Carmel Anthony fan. That's my guy. That's who got me into basketball. Okay. I'll go to war with him no matter what, right. forever. So it was Melo and I had Monte that I liked, you know what I'm saying, for being in the Bay Area. Yeah. And they got rid of Monte. That kind of took me out of the picture of the Warriors and just staying strictly to Melo, everything Melo, nothing but Melo. And then Luca came in, and you know that's my guy is, is Luca and Melo. That's it, you know. But I, I was a Warriors fan then, and I felt like for me, it just was like we were losing. I didn't care if we lost though, you know. Like I was there with with Monte, yeah. you know, Darrell Roy. We had all these different people. Like, it was cool. It was a fun time. And then they got rid of him. And then I see all these bandwagoners hop on the yeah. moment they won, though. Yeah. Not not when they were going against the Clippers and they lost that one series or right. losing to the Spurs. It, no, the people weren't hopping on the bandwagon there. People hopped on when they won that first championship. True. And that's when I was kind of like, all right, either they're bandwagoners or they're just maybe they were silent. I mean, maybe they were just silent fans and didn't want to talk about it. But me, win or lose, my team could be down 20. I'm still going to have the same energy. You know, like I'm representing my team regardless, win or lose, because that's how you're supposed to be. You know, that's how I feel like mm-hmm. you should be at least. Right. But, yeah, I mean, I, I know how it is, man. I've been in a lot of different public spaces where my Mavs jersey, I've been to so many Warriors games against like uh so, for instance, when Melo's on the Knicks, I went to Knicks games, yeah. Denver. I was at Denver games yeah. all out uh, in Oakland at the time, actually. Um, and everyone looking at me, you know, and for the first time this year, I actually went to the Dallas Mavericks game. I seen that for the playoffs. Uh, playoffs. I didn't get to see Luka, but I saw Jalen Brunson drop 41 points. Okay. It was crazy, man. First time being in an arena where I've actually had everyone on the same page. Yeah. So, 
Definitely, man. You got to go to Miami, man. Got to. I, I only playoff game. I, well, I, I went to um, the We Believe year when they beat Dallas game three. And then I went a couple years ago when Luka played uh, the Clippers the second time. Okay. Man, man, we went to, but we went in L.A., though. Yeah, that would have been crazy. Man, I'm watching the game, like, and that's where it's like I had already liked Luka. But when we left that game, I called my boy Kel and said, hey, listen, bro, this white boy right here is something (laughs) different. Oh, God. He was cooking it, and we had real, we was, like, in the 10th row or so, so, like, and we were sitting behind, so I was sitting there by the Clippers bench. So yeah. I'm watching Ty Lue say, Kawhi, pick him up. PG, pick him up. And they looking like, I'm not picking that motherfucker up. You pick him up. Like, did nobody want him? I think he yeah, had like man. 40, either like 41 or like 43 that game. But mm-hmm. the way he was getting it, it was like, PG, you take a bucket. Kawhi, you take, Morris, you want some of this? Reggie, right. you, you, you want, like, I just hadn't seen too many guys operate like that at that young of a level Fox. like that shit to me was just like oh he could be the best player in the league one day like seeing it up close and, per- and watching because Kawhi to me the best perimeter defender when fully healthy yeah PG he up there with Kawhi and Ben and them he in that like same situation like category and then Marcus yeah. and then Marcus Morris ain't just horrible so it's yeah. like you got three good perimeter defenders and he's literally taking turns cooking their ass like he's not looking for the Reggie Jackson mismatch. He won't y'all and y'all can like I was like, what the fuck was that? Like that shit was like so yeah. every since then, ever since that, like cause the first year they played the Clippers, I lost a lot of money fucking with Luca, man. <laughs> this this yeah. the, the step back that got him like basically famous against the Clippers from that left side, I think I lost like four hundred dollars that day. So I wasn't really feeling Luca. I'm like, man, he costing me money and shit. Who the fuck is this uh, kid? But after yeah. I went to go see it live, I was hooked, bro. I'm like, yeah, it's it's not too much like this in the league, bro. Like, right. but if we if we had to pick right now, you uh, they got the new conference finals award for most mm-hmm. uh, most uh, valuable player. Who would be your most valuable players for the Western Conference and Eastern Conference finals? Whew. All right. Well, first off, that award is crazy itself that they even made it. Like they made that award. Like I. I I'm like 50-50 on whether I like it or, or don't like it idea yeah. of it. But uh, as far as, like, the West so far, if the Warriors make it, I, well, if the Warriors make it, which is looking <laughs> likely right now, I honestly is bold, but I'd give it to Wiggins. For I real? Think you got to give it to Wiggins, man. <laughs> I mean, you can obviously argue Steph, right? But the reason I'd say Wiggins because offensively, defensively, you got Kerr praising him every game. You know, he really stepped up this series. Obviously, the dunk last night gives you a little bit of extra sparkle to it. Um, but I just feel like he's been the key factor. I, I don't know if they can be up 3-0 without him right. out there. I would say you could argue Looney a bit, but uh, he didn't. I mean, he had that game where he had 21. Right. That was spectacular for sure. He's definitely uh, having Hasn't let the Mavs thrive on ISO one-on-ones against him. Right. But I don't think his impact has been as much as Wiggins, I would say. And then, obviously, if they let you give it to a losing person, <laughs> I'd give it to Luka. That's hands down it. I think that – I mean, that's what they let you do with the the finals MVP award. So, 
I wouldn't be surprised if Luka could, but not being down 0-3, 0-4. If they get sweep, Luka's definitely not in the picture of it. They lose in five, Luka's not in the picture of it. Yeah. I think Luka would have to force it to six in order for him to get it, whether they win or lose. But I'd say Wiggins right now is a person for the West. As far as the East, so far, you got to give it to Jimmy as far as the Heat. Talk to the me nice. you got to give it to Jimmy, even if he missed last game. Right. That, that's that's just the person you have to give it to. I don't think no one else played as consistent as he has to over the last games in order to give it to somebody else. Um, and as far as the Celtics go, it's tough. I mean, I, I'm i not – I mean, shit. I mean, you can argue Marcus Smart too. Now, I'm not saying that's my first option, but mm-hmm. you could definitely argue it as far as he got hurt, came back. You know, the pride he's played with, the defensive stops, you know, an offensive player as well. And I feel like the realistic one, though, would be Tatum. That, okay. that has to be the person you probably give it to, even though he had that bad night, though. So it's kind of iffy. I mean, there's only been three games so far in but that look, series. But you look at it, Tatum, he played bad in game three. And he also, game one, second half, had two points and six turnovers in the third quarter alone. That's tough. See, that's what I'm saying. I don't feel like there's a distinguished answer on on the Celtics. Yeah, it's kind of wide open. Down with a, a no show in like what game one. Yeah, I think I think game three. This last game was his best game. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, and they lost. I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know if I could get if there's someone out there that specifically had their imprint. You know, like if we went around back, like one more round back to when they were playing the uh, Bucks. Someone who really stuck out was Grant Williams. Mm-hmm. He was killing three-point line defense, right, everything. Right. That was an impact that you can obviously see change that series. Yeah. And I don't feel like this one, they've done it. I mean, we'd have to see how tonight goes and see how that goes. But I think right now, Jimmy Butler is definitely my pick for the Heat. Uh, Wiggins for the for the West. So what you think? What you got? It's tough because I do I I do see where you're coming from with the Wiggins because like obviously like he 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 making the whole game hard for Luca. I mean Steph is averaging twenty eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard not to give it to Steph too though, man. Like that, the media will give it to him off that. I think the media gonna because it's like this is the same kind of situation that happened when in fifteen. When Iggy mm-hmm. got it, even though Curry had average about 27, 28, but he was playing good D on LeBron, even mm-hmm. though the numbers wasn't showing that he was playing good D, like the shooting mm-hmm. percentages, the way he was turning, making him turn the ball over, if you actually watch, you've seen the impact. So, like, mm-hmm. Wiggins could kind of make that same case Iggy made to steal it from Curry. Mm-hmm. And he's doing a better job on offense than Iggy did. Facts. That's what I'm saying. That imprint offensively is was really a game changer. It's not like he's averaging like ten points yeah. or, or anything like that. He's probably averaging in a higher what eighteen, nineteen, maybe almost twenty points a game. So I would probably go. Could the first year be co MVP, bro? Can we do a Wiggins Curry? Because like, bro, like you look at Wiggins, it's like. Oh, his plus minus, he got the highest plus minus in the series. I think he like mm-hmm. plus 61. And he got Luka with the lowest plus minus in the whole series. Like, yeah. his impact is vicious. But I feel like everybody going to say we hating for not giving it to Curry. And yeah. it's just like, you know how that shit go. But Facts. <laughs> it's like you can't give a take when somebody say you hating. So it's like, but 
I gotta go co MVP then, man, because yeah. I don't, I don't want to disrespect Wiggins' impact, mm-hmm. but I feel like Curry deserves some type of like I don't know, yeah. some type of recognition. I, I hear you on that. Without his, I mean, it's it. They're really valuable regardless. Like mm-hmm. without Curry, you know, you, I mean, you can try to substitute those points, but it won't come as efficiently, and and they wouldn't be up three zero. You right. know, so that's the key thing. Like. And with Wiggins, I mean, a lot of people would probably argue like, okay, well, if we just take out Wiggins and Otto Porter would have played more minutes or we still run more zone or whatever the case yeah, that's is. that's not the case, yeah. But I, I I would agree with co-MVP co for sure. Um, it's really a coin flip. I mean, I guess we really got to just see the impact on the next game, yeah. to be honest, or until they close out the series. And then as far as the Celtics go, I mean, obviously Jimmy, but as far as the Celtics go, like right now, yeah, I don't think they have a clear MVP. Yeah. Like I think that they – Cause like Marcus Smart, I feel like was MVP of Game Two, um, mm-hmm. and they lost the other two games. Like they don't really yeah. have like. That's so, what I'm saying. It's like it's kind of tough. So yeah, yeah, I, I would probably like if you had to just pick a person, like probably Marcus Smart right now for me. Mm-hmm. But like okay. I don't think that they've had anybody that can really like say like, oh, I've been the best. I've separated myself games uh-huh. one through three. Like you know so. Yeah, that, that's that, how I feel about the Mavs. If it wasn't for if it wasn't for Luca being. As great as he's been doing the numbers he put in, I probably wouldn't put him in this. No person down 0-3 normally deserves to be in that conversation of MVP of it. And you I know? ain't gonna lie, bro. Luca, I know he had 40 last night, bro, but I didn't see it. I don't know. Like, I was yeah. watching the game. I know I was drinking a little bit, but I said 40? <laughs> when the fuck he get to 40? Like, I don't know when he... And then it was like, he shot almost 50% from the field? 11 That's what I'm saying. When did he do that? Like, I was like, I did not remember him going that crazy. It's like, it was a bad game. Because, like, for me, Wiggins is fucking with me personally. Because yeah. yeah. he's just, he making it hard to watch the game. So, it's yeah. like, that's where the impact coming. in. But I don't know, bro. I don't I don't know where the 40 came from. That was kind of an ugly 40 ball. Like, he, had, he had 20 in the fourth quarter. That, that's where that's how I okay. got about it. Because I'm about to say, what the, like, what was that? All right, in the fourth. So he yeah. was just going crazy in the fourth. 20 in the fourth quarter. So the so first three was just the other 20. I mean, it, it just was a slow start. I feel yeah. like I, that's the thing with him. Like, he sometimes turn, he wants to get his teammates involved, which is good. you got to do that. But sometimes it takes away from him shooting. He tries to play hero ball too late. Mm-hmm. If that 20 points came in the third quarter – we probably have a better chance of winning that game. Yeah. And I feel like it's because he stopped searching for his shot. Because right. how do you just get 20 in the fourth quarter? I doubt the Warriors just started letting up, yeah, you know, yeah. like unless fatigue or tiredness happened. But I still don't think that's the case. I think you got more aggressive. I need that sooner. And that's crazy because I tweeted that yesterday, bro. I think that the media kind of got into his head a little bit with, oh, look, because like in the first quarter and like, First and second quarter, he passed up on some easy shots. Like, it was mm-hmm. a couple of times when he beat Wiggins and he Euro-stepped and didn't even look at the rim and tried to do, excuse me, tried to do a behind-the-back pass or over the head or try to find somebody. It's like, it's good that you're trying to get your teammates involved, but you, yeah. if you have a look, you're the best. You have to take that look. Right. And that's where I feel like he's talking about where you got to still learn. Like, I feel like he's baby Bron, but mm-hmm. this is where the next step comes in. Bron knows where it's like, okay, Getting my teammates involved early, but I still got to get mine if it's like right there in front of me. Yeah. So it's like Luca's still trying to because it's like when he gets to trying to get his, that's all he be doing. He might take four or five shots in a row, 
It's yeah. like you don't need to do that. But then you also don't need to pass five times in a row either. Like, like we got, you got to mix it up. You yeah. got to play the defense with what they're giving you. Right. And it's like whatever that is, if that is for you to take three shots in a row, if they're three good looks, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But if it's like, okay, I got a good look here, and it's like, okay, not a good pass it. Oh, this is a decent look, but that's a great look. Like, you have to be able to decipher that. So it's like, yeah. that's the next step in his development. He only 23. It's the sky's the limit. If you had to make a bold prediction right now, yeah. 15 years from now, right? Okay. Luca in year 18, 19, he about to retire. We finna go on the farewell tour. You know what I'm saying? He done did his shit. What do you, where do you think realistically, unbiasedly, you think is the highest that he could possibly finish in the all-time rankings? Like, where do you see it ending on the all-time rank and, like, on the point guard list? Okay. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> uh, man, all-time. That's crazy. There's, there's a lot of great players, honestly, like, just thinking about it. Just looking at how the league had their 75th year anniversary yeah. this year. I looked at the list. I'm not gonna lie. There's a few people on there that I, I didn't, I've never heard of before. I had to do some research myself, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I don't like comparing like, um, you know, eras and stuff. I feel like every era has their own like, like goat in a sense. Right. But we all know there's one goat, mm-hmm. and that can be different to all of us. As far as, and I, I feel like if the list was longer, I think Luca could have made that. I think Jokic could have made that mm-hmm. list. You know what I'm saying? If I'm being completely honest, I think those guys could have been on there. That's just my opinion. Um, so if we're talking farewell tour, Luca, all time, I'm gonna be completely honest with you, bro. If he could sustain this level of play without any, you know, major injuries knocking on wood, um, I think he can he can make top ten all time. Mm. To be honest, I think that his game. I, we we haven't seen people do this type of work at 23 years old. Right. Now the game has evolved. I will admit, people are way more skilled, and and that has played a huge factor. You know, from crossovers to right. long range threes to you know more and ones because more calls are being called. You know, all that that nature of it. But it's not that Luke is just a great scorer. He passes well, and that's gonna get better as he he gains more. IQ, I guess, more experience, mm-hmm. better teammates that he's with in their developments. Rebounding is already pretty good at, and he's six, what, six, seven, six, eight. Six, eight. You know, that that's huge right there. And I mean, I'm not gonna sit there and say his defense is gonna stay where it's at forever. Maybe he gets a little bit better with his like lateral quickness and or something like that. More hands, like more steals. I can see him in top ten of all time players. Okay. Right? Point guards. Trying to think. I, I don't want to disrespect no point guards and leave the mountain stuff. But off my top of my head, I got obviously Curry, Magic Johnson. Uh, so you got Isaiah Thomas. You got, oh, man, there's a, I'm, I know I'm missing people. I know I, I, I'm never good at thinking about positions itself. But I would have to put him still in. in the, uh, if he's in top 10 all the time, he's definitely in top 10 in point guards as well. Yeah. So I'll go there. I'd have to do more on my breakdown of you know, the list of point guards itself. But I say I think he can potentially reach top 10 all time. I know that sounds like a reach, and it is a reach right now because he got a lot more career ahead of him. And uh, there's a lot of factors in the top 10 if you count championships or individual accolades or, you know, what what breaks that down to qualify him. Mm -hmm. But I think in his time he'll get a couple of championships. I'll give him – 
I'll give him two. I'll give him two championships. I'm not going to go crazy. People are like six, five. No, it's not that easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it don't matter how good you are. Right. Like, you know, it's going to come down to team success. So I give him two championships, top 10 all time in, in both all time and point guards. Okay. And to your point of him making the top 75 all time list, I mean, obviously Dwight was the biggest snub, but when you look back to the, the 50th team that was 25 years ago, they put Shaq on that team, and Shaq had only been in the league four years as well. Yeah. So they looked at it and said Shaq was so good that it's like if he don't have, like you said if he don't have no major injuries he's mm-hmm. one of the fifty greatest players of all time. So let's not st- let's stop playing and put him on there. Now yeah. if, if if you can make the argument for a Shaq that that can do it, why can't we make the same argument for Luca? If you look at the numbers between them two guys in their first four years, Luca numbers is crazy. I think he averaged tw- like twenty six point eight. Like almost nine rebounds and eight assists, like that's mm-hmm. bonkers. He already got three seasons with twenty eight, eight and eight. So it's like when you want to talk about like overall impact and what he will be able to do, like you want to project ahead. I know, and I read a lot about. I know a lot of the players was unhappy that Shaq was on that team. They felt like it was disrespectful to players that who had played their whole career. So maybe yeah. they got so much negative backlash when they did it with Shaq. It's why mm-hmm. they didn't want to do it again. Yeah, but. If you could make that Shaq, or if they could have made that Shaq argument back in '96 or '97, whatever year that was, the same argument can be made for Luca because he's coming. And the thing is, even Warrior fans that's all felt like they was gonna beat him. I haven't heard one Warrior fan that haven't said the dude is awesome. Like the dude is yeah. great. Like they respect his greatness. Everybody respects his greatness. So it's like, what are we 100%. doing? Like the hundred team, like that's a lot in twenty five years. Like it's not even up for discussion yeah. if he's gonna make that. But yeah. He definitely could have had an argument for this because some of them dudes that you that you was talking about, like yeah. some of them yep. old guys, bro, look at cooking them up. And I know it's hard to do that over the generations, but mm. fuck that, man. Some of them old yeah. guys. <laughs> there was a few on there where I was like, because you know, there's some you hear about whether it's 2K or or the media naturally talking about like older players or people on like TNT and all that stuff. Right. But I still some names on there. I was like. What? what the fuck is this? Right, no. Like, what? And it's a Delta about 1950, 19, whatever. Like, bro, wait a minute, dude. Like, I get that. Some some people left such an impact that you just know they're good, man. Like, Charles Barkley's a prime example. I never seen him play a day in my life, but I watched highlights. I saw his stats. Yeah. I, people vouch for that, you know, and that's right. cool. Just like people vouch for Will and all the other ones. Obviously, we know the distinguished stats for those numbers right. and all that stuff. It's just a matter of, like, Man, I don't want it to obviously be all just up-to-date players, but only if they deserve that spot. I think Jokic is arguably on there too, man. Mm. I mean, he just got back-to-back MVPs, bro. Right. Wasn't Giannis was on the list, right? Giannis made it. Giannis made yeah, it. And, and Giannis is spectacular. We know that. We know he's the best player in the NBA right now. That's it's like obvious, man. And he won a championship last year. If he don't win that championship... I still think he should be on that list, right. but I guarantee you they probably wouldn't, wouldn't have put, have put him, him on that for list. sure. But did he so, deserve it? Definitely. Yeah, hundred percent deserved it. Yeah, so then I definitely, like you said, when we get to the hundred, you know, hundredth anniversary, there's gonna be a ton of people that we see in today's game that would definitely be on there for sure. It's gonna be crazy. Well, my good man, I appreciate you coming on. Yes, sir. We are gonna get the the heat coming on in a few minutes. You have to go see, pray my guys don't do me down like you know Luke and them did. 
But we're going to have you back on in the offseason to talk about some offseason moves the Mavs need to do. What can we do to take the next step with Luka? Jay Kidd obviously is great, but we need a little bit more on the court. So we're going to get back into the I appreciate you for coming on. Hey, y'all, if y'all want to find out about stocks and all of that, my man get you right, option trading, all of that type of stuff. He great okay. with it. He taught me about it. Hey, man, just, you know, holler at your boy if you need any assistance with any of that. But we'll be back. Peace.